welcome to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. So today we kind of have a special episode. Uh, we are uh, willingly reviewing an animated movie, Josh. What do you think about that? I, I mean, I remember us being fine to talk about Zootopia. I just think that uh, this was a movie you were a little more excited about for certain reasons. <laughs> yeah, which I guess I should preface by saying that uh, I am a big Tori Kelly fan dating all the way back to um, American Idol and any – Thing that she has ever sold, I have purchased, whether it be an album or <laughs> a concert ticket, merchandise, concert ticket, um, all of the above. So I was pretty excited just <laughs> just to go and see Tori Kelly for however long she'd be in the movie. Well, yeah, and I also and I I, I, I was an American Idol watcher like you. I took a few years off, one of which happened to be the year that she did it. So I'm just not as familiar with her as you are. But I do think that gives us a unique perspective in that, like, I don't know anyone else besides you. Like, I, and out of all the people I know in my life, I don't know anyone besides you that actually, like, watched American Idol through the end. So it's kind of funny that, like, we're now reviewing this movie that has a component not only of her but is also, like, about a singing competition. Yeah, I think which is pretty cool that she was able to get on this this project, I think, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely. Yeah, yeah so the guy uh, that did the movie, Gar- Garth Jennings, what's his name? Is that his name? I uh, believe so. I wrote uh, and directed it, yeah. Yeah, he did Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I've never seen. I think you've seen that, though, right? I have not. It's like, I mean, okay. like all the Wes Anderson people. I'm not like a crazy Wes Anderson person, but most of them swear by that one as being great. So I'm not opposed to watching it at some point. It's just one of those I haven't gotten around to. Yeah, yeah, me either. And I guess I'm kind of surprised, Josh. This movie is kind of low on the tomato meter. Yeah, people <laughs> like, like of course, like the one that we finally uh, get really excited about is the one that everyone just kind of uh, is kind of mad on. You think it's like because of when it was released or do you have any theories behind this because i thought the movie was just delightful i'm not really sure where low bad ratings would come from i mean i I read a couple reviews but like they were the stuff that they criticized was some of the stuff i thought was the strongest of the movie like about the mainly just talking about the characters and stuff which i liked most of the characters so i don't I'm I'm really not sure. Like I mean, I've just been I've gotten I've been actually I, I take that back. I was about to say I was busy. I wasn't busy the last week. I I watched like nine movies last weekend because I didn't go home for That's the new year. Work, Josh. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's work for this podcast. But um, but I but yeah, like I mean, I, I just didn't take a ton of time to read reviews. A couple critics that I'm familiar with really didn't like it, but I didn't really agree with them. It's it just they just saw it differently than me. I don't know. Yeah, and and so there's like a lot of people in this movie. Um, McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, unfortunately Seth MacFarlane, Scarlett Johansson, John C. Riley, Taron Egerton actually surprisingly really got, good. Yeah, and he's the guy from Kingsman and from Eddie the Eagle and any anything else? Uh, he's he was in, in Legend. He was in Legend. Yeah, Legend he played and he was, was a uh, Testament of Youth. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but he's so, he's on the up and up a little bit this this past 12, mm-hmm. 18 months. Um, yeah, and you got another Kingsman movie coming out this summer. Yeah, um, Tori Kelly, Jennifer Hudson, Nick Offerman, Nick Kroll. I actually didn't know it was Nick Kroll until like very late. Um, yeah, well, we, like you told you told me about this movie. I, I honestly didn't even know what it was. Around um, Thanksgiving, they were doing like free showings or something like that, and like I just didn't even know what it was. And I remember looking at the cast and being really impressed. And then I didn't look at the cast again until <laughs> I went to the movie. 
So like I recognized McConaughey right away, and like I thought I kind of knew Scarlett Johansson, but it was like I feel like I would have known if Scarlett Johansson was in this movie, so I, I wasn't totally sure. Like all I knew is I saw you tweet about Tori Kelly. I'm like, oh yeah, Tori Kelly's in it, and that was like all I remembered. So I spent a lot of the movie kind of like guessing. I'm like, I feel like I might have remembered seeing Taron Egerton. Is that because I didn't want to take my phone out? It was a crowded theater, so I didn't want to like check an IMDb or anything. But like I spent a lot of the movie guessing, and I guess that's kind of fun. But it was just kind of weird to like hear all these really familiar voices pop up. I'm like, uh, which one's that? Which one's that? Which one's that? So. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I guess the I don't know if you haven't seen the preview for it. The movie is basically Matthew McConaughey um, owns this theater and he's in debt, and so he decides to put on a singing competition in order to make some money. But then he ends up putting like the wrong amount of reward money, and then a ton of people come out, and it, it, it you know it blows up. It gets back together. People have drama. People are sad. People are happy, and then happy ending, etc. It's a kids movie, so I mean, it's it's pretty predictable. Which I I mean, I've seen people criticize, but I feel like what what most, animated movies aren't? Yeah, I mean, Zootopia was the same way. I mean, sure, like the route maybe was a little bit unique, but at the same time, like you knew what was going to happen at the end. You knew, uh, like what uh, these things, conflicts these were going to be solved, etc. These things always these things always have happy endings, so it's a weird thing to criticize something for. Yeah, you know? I, I I totally agree, and that was sort of. Uh, I tweeted about the movie and someone – one or two people tweeted at me about how it was so predictable and not creative and stuff and I was just like – Well, uh, are you always, are you wowed when you go see a Disney movie and the princess finds love or triumph or <laughs> yeah. a little joy? Like what, what do you what do you think is going to happen when you go to an animated movie? Like you just got to find other stuff to appreciate about it if it's something that might appeal to you. Yeah. So uh, my love for Tori Kelly aside, Josh, what did you think of the movie overall? So I really liked it, and I, I know it's a totally different movie, but I couldn't help but think about La La Land when Me I was too. watching this. <laughs> I was going to bring because, that up too. Because I, like, I mean, we obviously were kind of in the minority with how we weren't over the moon about that movie, even if we liked some of the parts of it. But one of the things I saw some people talk about with it was just that they thought there could have been even more music in it, and which I like wholeheartedly disagreed with because like I wanted more of those characters just talking to each other and not music. I thought there was plenty of music in La La Land, and I actually felt the opposite of that this movie because in La La Land, like they, I really, we really didn't feel like we knew those characters that well. And in this one, like this movie took like so much, like had like six or seven of these singers that they kind of had to uh, introduce, and they did like a like a montage kind of like they had it being a suicide squad or something like that, where it's like you're just going, bouncing around from person to person and just like showing them doing something in their life. And I thought all the little snippets that they had of each of those characters were just really effective and telling me who they were and what their deal was and what, what, what exactly they were probably feeling about their life at that time. And I don't think they spent more than a minute and a half on any of them. Like when they showed the Taron Edgerton plays a, guy, a, a gorilla named Johnny and like, it's totally ridiculous. Like his dad forces him to, engage in bank robberies or being a gang, just be, yeah. be, be, be in a gang or shit. And he's like just singing. And then he's like really upset when he has to do it. And I feel like I know everything I need to know about that guy already. Just his demeanor, especially cause when you see his demeanor, just when he reacts to his dad and that whole thing takes like 90 seconds. And I feel like I already know more about him than I knew about Ryan Gosling's character in La La Land. And, and, and that's kind of like, and that, that's part of why I just, I really liked, I, I kind of instantly liked most of these characters as we got introduced. And eventually I was just like, I'm ready to see them sing more. And I could have had them even like interacting with each other more. And like, cause like they, they had some of those backstage things with the rehearsals and stuff. And like, I really liked that stuff. And I thought you could have had even more of that or even more of their singing and less of like the two characters that had money troubles. 
Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, sure. and, and, and like I still really liked the movie, but that's just like that was like my one criticism. Like I really liked it, and I wanted to hang out with these characters even more. And I just totally, like, I, I get that was part of the conflict that needed to be overcome. But I felt like you could have maybe gone about that a little differently and just, just hung out with these people more because I really liked them. They're not people, animals, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no characters. Sure, I understand what you're saying. And the movie is, I, I think it's like an hour and forty minutes, maybe even longer, and. Mm-hmm. And to your point, that's the thing is you can't really make a kid's movie much longer than this movie, even though it doesn't really feel long or anything like that to me. It's not what I'm saying, but um, I, I agree I would have liked to have spent even more time. But I, I I don't know. Maybe do they just have to have – you know, they have to have a plot for kids and, and sort of have this built-in drama, tension, whatever. Uh, so I agree with you. But at the same time, I like you said, I think everyone maximized value in almost every single scene they were in. And I think that's why I liked the movie as much as I did. Yeah, I and I, uh, you said unfortunately Seth MacFarlane, and I guess that was maybe like the like I, I like like we t- we talked about that too when we first talked about the movie, and that like say what you will about him, but he's a good song and dance man. Like I, I yeah, forgot that was he, him for a little bit good. while. Like he can sing well. But like I just like you, you could have just stuck to the theater stuff maybe, and I I think you don't need to get rid of both of those plot lines. But you can just because ha- that that's a funny contrast. A character like that guy, it was just like a swindler and like a like thinks he's too good for this or whatever. But he actually is talented, and then you just throw him in there with all those other people who are a little more earnest. Mm-hmm. And like I thought that's a cool contrast. And instead of having him go off on this own little plot line of his own and being in debt and stuff and wooing some other mouse or whatever, like just put it, just make him hang out with those other people more instead of just kind of separating him from them. And then you could still do the stuff with Matthew McConaughey just being a piece of shit that won't pay his debts or whatever. And that can be your other source of conflict. And that might be the one thing I would have changed. And other than that, like I really liked it. Cause like you said, like he he is good at singing and that was and it was it was fine whenever they had him do performances like the music was really good like i mean it's not original songs or anything but like they put really interesting spins on a lot of the different songs they did and it wasn't just like a boring uh regurgitation of a taylor swift song or whatever like that yeah, you know it really wasn't like super popular pop music either they had like varying degrees of right uh, like this the the soundtrack was all like all kinds of music. Um, yeah, aside from aside, for, aside from ni- aside from 1989 uh, or uh, 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 <laughs> Shake It Off, like there, yeah. that was probably the everything aside from that was like a less well known song. I'd say. Yeah. I feel like but I'm pretty they even well. They did their own spin with Shake It Off. I mean. Yeah, it, yeah, and then they and then they had. I thought. I mean, I enjoyed the original song that uh, Scarlett Johansson sang. I mean, it was fun. Like, I mean, I, I saw one of the reviewers I saw specifically didn't like it, and I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's fun, and she's singing it well. You know. Yeah, and it's meant for the kids who are like in their teens and going through this boy drama etc like i don't know i thought it was pretty appropriate for the way they framed her character and i uh, i don't know it was just fun to just sort of see this this like was she like a porcupine i don't even know like <laughs> yeah just, just rocking out on the on a stage like it was cool um and to, uh, to 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 your earlier uh, point about just uh, obviously being a big fan of Tori, I mean that character probably it was a little more it ended up being ultimately a little more her story I'd say than everyone else as far as her getting the triumphant moment and really being able to do that. How did you like? I, I kind of droned on about the character development a little bit earlier, but how did you feel about her and the rest of them? Yeah, I think that one thing that I thought when I left the movie was that they really like knew who their stars were, and I think that they sort of tease Tori enough where you were like oh I really want to hear her because like if you don't know right because a lot of people don't really know who Tori Kelly is still even with uh Grammy noms etc etc so 
and she's very clearly the best singer out of everybody in the in the cast. So I think that they did really well, sort of like teasing like her being nervous and her sort of like uh, shaky voice acting and and not really giving it everything she has when she's doing the stuff at the beginning just to save it all for like the triumphant end, like you said. Um, and I guess this is the first movie she's ever done, and it's just voice acting, which I'm sure is a different kind of acting in and of itself. So I think she did really well, and I was really surprised by um, Taron especially. I know we kind of touched on that earlier, but I thought he was really, really good, and I really liked his character. Yeah, he's a really good singer. And about the thing with Tori, like I was saying, I, I, like I wanted more music throughout, but it made sense with that character to put it off because yeah. you, you, yeah. like you knew that you knew that like it was leading up to something big for her. But it, like she had stage fright, so it made sense that she's not belting out big time tunes throughout the entire thing. But like I like if we like I would have liked to have even seen a little more. Like we did get a good amount of Taron, but like he kept like playing stuff on the piano, and then someone would interrupt him or something. It's like why not just let him sing another song? Um, like I would have been cool with more of that, but like it made sense for like her to be like the the climax of the movie and yeah like i I thought like i thought she was really good and like like you said it's not regular acting but still like it's still not something she had done before so i mean pretty good to like still sound convincing as a character and not come off as fake or anything like that yeah and and that's the thing is they sort of i I guess seth mcfarland might have had the most on-screen singing time overall of everybody and i think that was sort of intentional to like he's good enough to the point where you can have this guy singing more than anybody and it's tolerable and it's good and then I think Taryn was way better than I thought he was going to be. So, like, they didn't show him. Like you said, they had him playing the piano a lot and sort of getting interrupted, et cetera. And it's just sort of like a tease, like a buildup to get you to appreciate the moment. And Right. And, and, and that did work because, like, that was a really cool moment with him and his dad at the end. Yeah. And, like, I felt more there than I did in, like, any moment in La La Land. Like, <laughs> these characters, like, the musical pieces here are so simple and so um, – I don't even know what other word I would use, but there's to me they were so much more interesting and heartfelt than anything in La La Land. Yeah, and like it's it's not the same kind of musical as La La Land, and that it's like kind of like I was I I don't know if I did the best job in the La La Land pod of like making that distinction between something like Sing Street, but it's like it's not a song where they it's it's not a movie where the characters just all of a sudden burst into song unprompted, you know? Like it's yeah. it's about that it's about them singing the songs, and I guess it's still a musical. And I said La La Land wasn't a musical in this or, or Sing Street wasn't a musical in that way, but like still like regardless of whether or not you are that kind of musical or the other kind of musical, like it does, there's nothing preventing you from just like setting it upright with these characters so you really do um, the songs do like hit home more at the end um yeah i i completely agree and i i don't know i mean i thought the i thought that all the supporting characters just did what they had to do and i mean the dial i don't know i don't i don't even think it was really that corny it was more cliche than anything no, and like one of the corny things, what I, I actually really liked was with Scarlett Johansson's boyfriend because oh, yeah. uh, he was voiced by Beck Bennett on Saturday Night Live. Who like that's pretty much like a voice he like that's really close to his actual voice, and he delivers similar things all the time on SNL. And so I like I just thought like that just like knowing that about him, and just like even though like yeah, it might be a stereotypical douchebag boyfriend thing, like I still laughed at it. Like and that might have been some of the more stereotypical stuff in it. So if that didn't bother me, I guess none of it was going to. So yeah, no, it was it was good, and then. And he had the whole thing where he like the TV turns off and he and then he like waits for his new girlfriend to run out of the room and he grabs her remote and he's in awe and and <laughs> and like each character had their own little like intricacies that that the movie played with like 
um, was it Reese Witherspoon had Nick Kroll to play off and with like her confidence and her sort of like actually allowing herself to sing and Nick Kroll playing Gunter. Dance, dance was her problem, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just sort of like the whole performance, right? Yeah. yeah. And so Nick Kroll, you know, juxtaposing that with Gunter and just like bringing that out and, and them and the whole thing they did with the actual like set piece when they did the song was awesome. Um, and I, I think it, I didn't, I don't know that I even needed the storyline with the flooding. Maybe that, I think that was like my least favorite part that sort of dragged a little bit. Cause that's like 10, 15 minutes that they didn't, yeah, didn't need. Well, cause you could still do the, him being in financial trouble thing without that. And like, and they did bring the, the jellyfish back in the end, but like, that was a really cool visual. It was before. awesome. I was, I was like ready to watch that performance yeah. right there. And I was like really excited. And then they just like, they end it. But like, that was like a, we, 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 like we talk a lot about how we aren't really the biggest animation fans, but like that, that was like, everyone talked about how like amazing Moana looked and Moana was like, yeah, they put a tropical Island on there, but like, I didn't feel like that was anything like I hadn't seen before in other animated stuff. Like, I mean, we watched the jungle book and they cgi like the most realistic looking jungle i'd ever seen and cgi is a little acting i've ever seen yeah yeah, i guess cgi is a little different from traditional animation but like we've seen them fake like just nature stuff or in like this was like a unique cool visual in an animated movie that like they showed for like 15 seconds and then killed it but like it it was it was still looking really cool for a second and I, i that's i hadn't even really considered that like i had just been saying like get rid of the whole McConaughey money trouble thing and just do it all about the singing. But like, if you would just like, like I said, like change the McFarlane stuff a little bit and just not have the whole destruction of the, um, the flood or whatever, like that would have been plenty of, that would have saved you plenty of time right there that you could have just spent hanging out b- backstage behind the scenes a little more with them. Yeah. And the cool, but, th- but, like, but that's a minor quibble in the grand scheme of things. Like I'm just want to make it clear. I really yeah. like the movie. Yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about the jellyfish thing, which they could have expounded on further was, Sort of like McConaughey putting on this show like on a budget, right? Because he only had so much money to spend, right? And and he did this. He was like having to get creative and he gets the jellyfish, right? And it would have been cool if he like found more creative ways to sort of put the show on or put seats or or get people to come to the show rather than just, oh, we're at, the news is making fun of the show and then it turns out to be good and everybody comes. Like that's fine. Um, but I, I like the creativity stuff more than the than the cliche stuff. But it wasn't anything that turned me off from the movie. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm st- even talking about it now. I'm still. It, it, I mean, I know we don't like to rely, especially me. I don't like to rely on Rotten Tomatoes too much. But for like forty percent or thirty percent of people to give it a thumbs down is just strange to me, considering how well made I thought the movie was. Yeah, uh, you you uh, you're not traditionally a big Reese Witherspoon fan, did you? But it seems like you were fine with her here. Yeah, she was pretty good, and and she I liked her I liked her character, and I loved all the creativity with the with the dishes and soap and everything like that. I thought that was really cool. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, she was fine. I really don't care for her much, but. She was good. No, I was just curious. I was curious what you thought because, like, that—that's obviously. I mean, it seems like you're very positive of the movie. I know you don't usually love her, but like, yeah. I mean, I thought I thought she was good. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't really know what else to say other than like, I guess that we, uh, just going back to us and our relationship with animated movies. I do wish there'd be more stuff like this because I feel like, I mean. Sometimes I give you a hard time about making the blank blanket statement about like animated movies are bad. I think a, 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 my, my thing might with them more, might be more just that like 
they don't try stuff like this enough in that like you can still be good if it's a traditional story but like at a certain point like we just thought moana was something we like we had really seen before but like here it's just like a totally different thing it doesn't have to be about them like saving the world or like saving someone or like finding a prince charming or something like that i just think that like i think we'd be more excited for animated movies in general more than just like totally like a story that you might more commonly see in a live action film or something like that you know that it doesn't doesn't get told on the animated screen much and like going back to what you just said about the tomato meter like makes me upset that it didn't do better because it makes me think that like they're just gonna kind of keep going back to doing the same stuff if like someone like does something that a little untraditional like this and then it doesn't get well reviewed but i guess it'll still make money because like all almost all animated movies make money yeah. yeah i mean maybe part of it is like when it came out um i mean i guess there might not be much else for kids to see now but at the same time sort of like the oscar season and the serious dramas etc that come out right about now yeah, that's a good point. I guess yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like there's like I guess Moana's probably still hanging around theaters, but there's no every most everything else I'm looking at right now is PG thirteen or rated R. So Yeah, so I'm trying like to think the, of, the kids will see Star Wars. I'm but. trying to think of all the animated movies we've seen this year. So Zootopia, um yeah. Moana, Sing, uh Jungle Book. Sure, Jungle Book, Sausage Party, any what else did we is that it? I'm trying to think about it. Like I think that I think I feel that's like, it. But you might have seen another one. Oh, Secret Life of Pets. Okay, Secret Life. We, of we, Pets. we we didn't talk about that one because that was during the summer when we were studying for the bar exam. But I mean, um, I was. I mean, I like so that better than. Six. Oh, and I saw I saw I saw Finding Dory. Uh, you didn't see that, no, but uh. Never. <laughs> um, um. So like, I guess that's like seven total. I mean, and I, I um, think I would put. I think that. Sing is probably my favorite, but I will concede that Zootopia is probably a better movie. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go. Uh, I mean, I, I, Sausage Party is probably one of the ones we differ on more than anything this it's year. But like, I can trash Josh. <laughs> okay. it's, it's it's hilarious. It's so um, bad. <laughs> another one we didn't do a pot on because I don't think it would have been a very productive That's conversation. My pot. Sausage <laughs> Party is fucking trash. Um, I mean, I probably had more fun at Sausage Party than I did at either of those two, but I can like similarly, I can concede that the, these two are these two are probably better movies. So like it, for me, it'd probably be like Zootopia, um, Sing, Sausage Party, Finding Dory. I didn't like most of it, but like it still had some really good emotional moments. Whereas like Jungle Book and Moana didn't. Like I put Ju- Jungle Book and Moana were like both last for sure. Like Secret Life of Pets didn't try and do a ton, but like it still made me laugh some and it was it was fine. You it was know, a like solid it, movie. it wasn't offensively bad or anything like that. Not so. like Sausage Party, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah I, so mean, like, I would yeah, I would say go see it. Take your kids. Take your girlfriend. Take your dad. I don't care. But yeah, everybody likes do, singing we, competitions, as Matthew McConaughey's character literally says in the movie. Yeah, when we do when we get close to like the um, Oscars and we do our awards again and we do our different unconventional categories and like I think last year we did both like ones we were like higher on than the critics and ones we were lower on than the critics and like I think this will be like one of those like that we're higher on even though like I guess it still has a has still has a tomato I think this is one where we're quite different for sure. Yeah, no um, question. This is a really solid movie. I would say it's very good. Um, like I, can't, I can't imagine anyone going to it and just like not smiling. And I don't, I don't know what else to say to that. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be happy after you leave. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel the completely same way. So I don't know. But, um, so I think that about wraps it up for the, for this podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at a clam bake, a K L A M B A K E. And Josh Jernavoy, J O S H J U R N O V O Y. Uh, podcast email is, 52in52pod at gmail.com. Podcast Twitter is 52in52pod. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.